Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Stockyards podcast. I'm Jacob D'Souza. Today, we're joined by John Gamble, CEO of Enerdynamic Hybrid Technologies. They're a leader in renewable solar technologies and based in Niagara Falls, Ontario, and they trade on the TSX Venture Exchange under the ticker EHT. Enerdynamic is currently closing the acquisition of Windular Research and Technologies and its state-of-the-art wind turbine system designed for the telecom industry. The acquisition is going to create a diversified solar and wind leader with a well-funded balance sheet and a strong multi-channel sales and distribution network poised for growth in the global residential, agricultural, and telecommunications markets. John, welcome to The Yard. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. We're excited to dig into Enerdynamic today. Uh, you know, the green energy transition that accelerated uh, in 2020 with COVID-19 and the global focus on ESG generally, it, it certainly hasn't slowed down uh, in 2021 as countries embrace green growth versus the traditional fossil fuel-based industry. Um, why don't you give us uh, an overview of Enerdynamic before we get into your product verticals? Yeah, well, Enerdynamic is, is, I guess, the poster child for ESG. Um, you know, we've been around since 2013, and in that time, we've, you know, developed a suite of products uh, based, you know, on two main fundamentals. One thing is the skin technology that we came up with uh, to impregnate uh, fiberglass with uh, uh, fire retardant, one-hour rated um, uh, resin uh, that uh, basically makes a material uh, for walls and structures. Um, and number two was, you know, taking that material and, and able to uh, embed solar cells into that material so that the, the actual outside walls, roofs uh, became uh, energy, uh, energy uh, platforms to run whatever, whatever type of, uh, you know, I wouldn't say module, but you know it could be a modular house. But any type of, of structure that is built can be powered uh, by the uh, by the outside of the of the structure, and not having to clad it with with the uh, you know with racking and whatever else, um, you know, which is traditional uh, solar products. That's fascinating. So you're focusing on residential and agricultural markets, obviously. Let's talk about uh, housing first and cover some of your IP on, on solar panels and your Enertech energy efficient structures. Um, you know, among your competitors in the space, what makes Enerdynamics so different to, to the other guys? Well, the main thing is our solar panel uh, that we make or, or the solar structure that we make if it's a complete roof structure or it can be made into an actual solar panel. Uh, the big thing is that it's at least 60% lighter than a normal solar panel, number one. Number two, there's no glass. We, we came up with an acrylic polymer that coats the outside of the cell. So therefore, that cell, uh, when, when the solar panel uh, is on the roof or on the wall or whatever, there, there's no glass attached. So nothing to break. Traditional solar panels all have glass and that glass can be just with one little uh, tiny bump or bang will, will crack and enable that panel to be useless. With our material, if one cell got hit, that means that cell stops, but all other 59, if it's a 60 cell panel, continue to work. So that's, that's the, the big, big 
difference between us and everybody else. Our, our, uh, our solar structures are, uh, are non-breakable. So fascinating. So I, I can see a lot of applications for this technology from things like, say, remote mining sites to fishing huts, to home offices, uh, to even cottage additions. Um, and you actually have two different modular units, right? You have the inner room and the inner suite, um, each to cater to different sort of use applications. Um, and that's, of course, in addition to the custom homes that you guys offer. Um, so can I ask, where are you seeing the most demand for your products right now? And what sort of space or, or sector or use case application do you see demand being highest right now? Well, currently, uh, uh, we, we are selling a lot of units in the, into the mining sector for mining units. The, the big thing about mining camps is being in with our material being so lightweight. Um, most of these camps are, are set up by helicopters because they're so remote, there's just no roads that go there. Right. And traditional, um, you know, like a nine by 12 uh, structure uh, sleeping quarter would, would weigh about 1800 pounds out of a two by four um, wood, wood built. And our material is about 1200 pounds. So that difference about five, 600 pounds is, is huge for cost saving. And, you know, in the, in the actual type of helicopter needed to, to take these things into the mining camps. So that's, that's a huge uh, plus uh, for their side, but also we are, our structures are so well insulated because the other great thing about our material is we make our material um, three meters wide by 190 meters long. So what it means is when we make a wall, we make a, the wall complete in one shot, there's no seams. So when we put that nine by 12 together, there's not a seam in, in or joint. So therefore there's nowhere air can escape or air can come in. So therefore you, you've got now a completely sealed unit. We actually install a special regulator that regulates the air coming in and out, air exchanger, because they're so well sealed, the walls inside will just sweat with the, with the person's own humidity. Right. Uh, we, in last, last winter, uh, as our first winter uh, camps in the Yukon, we proved out the technology that they only need a 400 watt heater at minus 30 to keep these, uh, these, these units warm. That's fascinating because, um, you know, one of the big things that I noticed when I took a look at, at some of your products is that they seem to particularly excel um, you know, in, in places that are a away from urban centers. So for example, like a mining camp that you mentioned, um, and b to a place that requires transportation. So it's, it's a very interesting kind of tidbit that a lot of these camps, as an example, are, are kind of, as you say, assembled, or, or at least things are shipped in um, by air, which is something that, you know, most of us wouldn't, wouldn't even think about, obviously, most people living in, in urban settings. Um, and I think also, you know, it, it's a good point that, um, you know, these products offer um, and, and excel in, in arenas where there isn't necessarily a robust, reliable electrical grid to connect to in the first place. Um, that's particularly useful, I think, nowadays, right? A lot of pe time people, especially, you know, individual consumers, when they want to get away for trips, uh, they're often seeking out places away from, from urban centers where, you know, um, there isn't necessarily 100% um, connectivity. So it's fascinating to hear how your products perform in environments like those. Oh, correct. And they do, you know, they have excelled. Um, like I said, that mining camp last uh, winter was all run with our with solar on the roof of uh, each of the units that we built and then powered down into four you know, two kilowatt hour batteries 
So there was plenty of battery to run that, uh, that 400 watt heater uh, all night long without any other charging. So it can run completely off grid. Um, the, other, the other big thing about it is, I mean, our, our products, you know, as we now start and roll out, um, you know, we're looking to, to get into distributors and that, that we can get into the home office market where these can be used and put in your backyard and, you know, you can work in there. We've already sold a number of units for people, you know, especially now during COVID, you know, they use them as their, as their backyard office. Um, right. Or they make them their main office, you know, put in their TV screens and their, all that stuff and run their, run their daily uh, work environment out of that. So they're out of the house. They're, you know, they're not on top of the kids or, or whatever in the house. Uh, they got a quiet environment uh, and a place that's, you know, to they can totally can run totally off grid. So they don't have to worry about running cables or running power. Uh, they did, you know, these, these units just run. So that's, you know, that's, that's for the future as we go forward, uh, complete, uh, you know, new uh, sales opportunities in silo for us. Well, I think backyard offices saw a segment growth that you haven't seen in, in decades in the past year with, with work from home, from home, that's for sure. Um, so let's switch gears a little bit here um, to sort of another um, market of yours. So, uh, you know, not too long ago, a Category 5 uh, hurricane, Hurricane Maria devastated the Northeastern Caribbean. Um, that was in September of 2017, um, particularly in, in Puerto Rico, um, where there was basically over 160,000 uh, different homes that were destroyed along with the regional power grid. Um, and you had an innovative solution to prevent this from happening again. Can you tell us more about when and how you got the idea to offer Energynamics expertise in Puerto Rico uh, and the net zero homes that you're building in that territory? Are they really hurricane proof? Yes, they are. Uh, we are. We actually have a certification that's higher than Miami-Dade, which is usually the gold standard, but we actually had our products uh, certified in Puerto Rico under the Puerto Rican uh, uh, guide, and uh, which is, again, is a higher certification than uh, Miami-Dade. So with, with uh, Puerto Rico, we've partnered in a joint venture with a company called Cat5 Solar and Microgrids. We're a 50% owner. The owner of Cat5 Solar, he invented uh, and has a patent on a, on a block technology that basically the, they're you know, cinder blocks, but they're made special. They're actually made eight inches instead of regular block of six inches. But that block, the way it's made internally, it, it, you get a uh, 3,500 pounds per square foot um, rating on the block. So very, very strong, very, very dense. Um, the other thing is these blocks, there is no mortar in between the blocks. So the blocks stack on each other as you go up like a Lego. You know, you have huh. special corner blocks, special interior blocks, special blocks all the way around. That, by use of that block, you can, you can put that block in, to use with just unskilled labor. And, and what it does is you can build a house using that in less than 30 days. So wow. the idea is with our technology for the interior, we use our technology for the interior walls and for the roof. And then of course, put our solar embedded in the roof that he can do the outside. We can do the inside. We can build a house in 60 days. That's, that's, that's incredible. That, that's phenomenal. But 
it, you know, normal house in Puerto Rico takes at least 120 to 150 days. So we're, we're twice as fast as any other, any other house builder. Yeah, it's fast by any standard. I mean, even when you think about houses that are that are built, um, you know, in our home country, um, in, in Canada, that's also the timeline you would associate with it is, is a matter of, uh, of many months. Um, so to think that these can go up in, in, in just a few is, is, is quite incredible and be built to such a high and durable standard um, really is, is testament to your technology. Um, so, you know, on that end of, of your success in, in, in bringing this to Puerto Rico, so you're forecasting an average of $150,000 of revenue per home with about 200 orders uh, received so far, I understand. So that, that's clearly substantial revenue. So what's your forecast looking like for 2021 and 2022 in Puerto Rico? Our forecast is, is actually going up by the day. Um, and I like to say, just as a background from the last question there, um, you know, we've been in Puerto Rico. Actually, we, we started looking down there uh, with with uh, Cat 5, actually before the hurricane in 2017. And then after the hurricane, of course, you know, we, we really, you know, got on board and, and got on, 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 uh, on the ground there. You know, it has been, it, to date, there's been very few homes built. Um, and it's very sad, you know, fact. The fact is that the former administration in the U.S. would not pay uh, the money that they were supposed to to, you know, to, for the hurricane cleanup and, and, and for the rebuilding process. Um, but since the new administration has come in, you know, over $11 billion has been sent to Puerto Rico. So the process has now started. You know, that's where our orders, our first couple hundred orders. The other thing that happened in Puerto Rico was actually there was an earthquake in 2019 that, that, that destroyed another five, six, 7,000 homes. Our material is also earthquake resistant. So we're now looking at, not only are we in the housing sector, which is finally getting going, but we're also working in the earthquake sector. And, and there's five boroughs or municipalities that are in the earthquake zone that we've been working with all the mayors to now, uh, and in the next uh, weeks here, we are gonna have the first orders to build the first, uh, there's about 1500 earthquake homes that uh, we will be given the order for. Um, and in this case, there is no other earthquake home uh, that, that meets our meets the standard. So we're we're the only guy game in town. <laughs> so there's a there's approximately over you know over five thousand to build, um, but we'll look at the first fifteen hundred you know, going forward. Here we're not trying to pad our order book too quickly. Um, you know we've got the first couple hundred now. We're ready to start. We have the first, the first seventy thousand blocks are complete, um, and tested, and ready to start to build. Uh, we we feel that uh, we should have the first house built sometime about uh, the end of uh, August here, and we will start building like five houses the first month, ten the next month, because we've got to train the people uh, and the, and the unskilled labor, um, which everybody loves. To, you know how to how to become skilled in how to how to put our technology together. Well, it's a great point about the earthquakes too, because obviously when you're looking at providing a solution, you have to think holistically, right? It's no use if it's you know just uh, works for one issue and, and not for another potential issue that that may invariably and unfortunately and sadly be faced. And it's a good point because it's not something that that we you know living in um, Canada or, or us both in Ontario uh, think about a lot. 
um, because thankfully, you know, it, it hasn't happened over here. But, you know, it's a reality that some people in the world are, are, are dealing with this and, and obviously you want the place that, that you live and your dwelling to be able to uh, sustain um, any natural um, disasters that, that were to occur. Well, um, absolutely. And, and it also goes back to the new administration in the U.S. You know, their, their new logo is Build Back Better. And that's what we provide to the people of Puerto Rico. We can build their houses and we can, you know, we can build them back better, period. I mean, it's a perfect slogan that Biden came up with, but it really suits for, you know, because again, there's not very many places that have those two major catastrophic things that can happen to them. You know, number one, an earthquake is bad enough, but hurricanes happen every other, you know, every could be this year, could be next year. You know what's coming. You know, right. you don't know when an earthquake's coming either, but you know, you know for sure a hurricane's coming and it's coming your way. Just depends how you know how strong it really is. And you know, with the global change in, in uh environment now, you know every hurricane, the hurricanes are getting, you know, far uh, higher uh, categories all the time. So let's talk about your agricultural division. So you're using Enertech structures to build off-grid modular growth units uh, and provide higher harvest yields um, in the agricultural sector. Uh, So running completely on solar and wind. Um, Why is this an important vertical for Enerdynamic to go into? And and what are the opportunities in this space for you guys? Well, it's a a very important vertical um, to help people, really. Um, we've been working now over two years with uh, Canador College in North Bay. And we put a, a test unit in North Bay at the same time two years ago. And we've had a researcher up there doing the research in our technology uh, to just prove out. And, you know, you, you can see on our website, we, we keep putting different segments. Um, she's been growing all different kinds of fruits and vegetables. And because again, it comes back to the technology is the environment we create is, is so airtight, number one. Number two, because there's no steel, there's no thermal bridging, there's no, there's no, you're not heating and cooling the container, which is the problem with container farming. You're he, there is, because there's no, no thermal bridging, there is nothing, there's nothing to heat or cool from the, from the outside in the inside. Right. So what it does, that's what allows us to be able to run these units off grid, because all you're doing inside is heating and cooling the air. And I can tell you just the lights that we use, and we use LED lights, which put out very little heat, that's enough heat to heat the structure. So even in the winter in North Bay at minus 30, we still have to put a portable air conditioner inside the unit to keep it cool because our, our split air conditioners that we use, can't, they can't cool down to minus 30. So we have to put a, a small portable. It just it goes to the testament of number one, there's no, there's no cold getting in from the outside in. So we still have to cool the inside air. And by doing that, the plants inside get a continuous 21, 22 degrees, depending on the plant. And all that does to a plant is say, you know what? I've got the perfect environment. I just keep growing. Right. And we've proven, you know, from seed to, to flower to, to fruit, we can grow 20 to 40% faster than normal greenhouses. And we can, we can produce 
20 to 40% larger fruit, and whether it be cucumbers, tomatoes, whatever. So what this does is, and this is what we've been working now with the federal government, improving out this technology for all these First Nations in Canada, all these remote sites where the, they're flying in fruits and vegetables in the summertime that are wilted, in the wintertime that are rock hard, and they, they turn, you know, over 50% of all the fruits and vegetables that go to these First Nation uh, remote uh, reserves is spoiled on by the time it gets there. Right. And it, you know, the, the Canadian government spent $750 million last year flying fruits and vegetables into these remote areas. Our proposal is we put the units there, we can, Canada or college can train the people of those uh, reserves, how to grow their own fruits and vegetables, and and they can grow what they want to grow, whatever. If they want to grow, you know, potatoes. If they want to grow, you know, cucumbers, blueberries, strawberries, whatever they want to grow, they can grow in a nice protected environment. You know, 100% organic. You know, there's absolutely no pesticides. You know, anything that goes in any of our units. Um, and all year round, whatever they want, they can grow. And at a great benefit to the environment too, right? Without the transportation of having to fly it in. You don't have to fly it in. You don't have the transportation cost of getting it there. You don't get it, you know, all this spoiled rotten food all the time that has to go in dumps or whatever, all those things. It's uh, yeah, it, it's a cost saving from A to B. And it gives them the satisfaction of growing fruits and vegetables. Not only that, but the medical cost. Most of these, these uh, First Nation reserves, they have over 50% of their population has diabetes. And why they have diabetes is because they don't have good nutrition, because they don't have fresh fruits and vegetables. It's a, it's a complete round circle that we can solve uh, with these units. Let's switch gears a little bit here and talk about um, some of your plans for the future. So you recently announced the acquisition of, of Windular. Uh, an innovative wind technology company that works with global telecom firms to power millions of off-grid uh, cellular towers around the world um, that are currently powered by fossil fuels. So, John, may I ask, why, why Windular? I mean, many companies like to engage in M&A um, as they're growing, but we all know that picking the right deal is a matter of finding the right partner at the right price. So how does their technology fit with Enerdynamic? Well, their, their, their technology fits seamlessly. Um, and it and it's something you know. It, 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 we've known, and I've known the the uh, founder uh, of Windular for for a couple of years, and looked at you know where they were going, and and we've been talking back and forth, and they really liked our solar technology because you know because of it not having glass, and what they found problems was you know you want to put a a, a solar panel you know to run their guidance system you know at the top of the tower. And all the time it would get hit with, you know, with either hail or, or you know, if a guy's on the tower working and a, and a nut comes down and hits that uh, yeah. solar panel, bingo, it's cracked and they got to get back up the tower and fix it. And with our technology, that takes that away. But the big, the big plus is they have a, you know, they've already broken into that cell tower market and they have, you know, good solid orders coming. You know, they've done orders for Bell Canada. Uh, for big, large telecommunication companies that they don't even, there, there is no RFP with them because there's nobody else in the world that has their technology. 
but combine the two. Now they can go and sell a complete renewable energy uh, off-grid system because wind can't do it all by itself. You need to have a, to get a complete off-grid system off diesel, you need solar because you know, you can't, wind doesn't blow, you know, 24 hours a day, but right. you get sun. But the beauty with our technology is, you know, a lot of times telecoms try to put solar at the bottom around the base of the tower. But most of the time, the base of the tower, you know, there isn't any, any available land uh, in a city or whatever. Um, what we can, what we've now worked on with, with uh, Windular is that we've, we make our, our solar panels, you know, the, the same width as a tower and then take them and bolt them right onto the tower, halfway up the tower, 20 meters up. Nobody else in the world can do that. And that's amazing. That, that's, so that's why, you know, we've looked at, you know, we, and they've now started to, to put that uh, technology out to their, to the cell, cellular towers that they've already uh, done, which is one main, co one main co company called Telenor. Telenor is the fifth largest uh, telecommunications tower in the world. Um, Windular has done uh, seven or eight sites uh, in Pakistan for them. And now they've got to, you know, we're rolling out more and more orders will be coming in the pipe from Telenor, but also Telenor is, is very uh, enthusiastic now about uh, combining our solar with the wind to take more and more uh, of their uh, sites off grid. They have a mandate uh, currently by 2026, they're supposed to have all their diesel generated uh, cell towers off grid. And they currently they have over 200,000 towers that are running on diesel. So <laughs> that's, that's a huge demand. I mean, you're looking at, you know, when you talk about numbers, you know, to take a cell tower off grid, you know, you're talking a minimum of 125 to 150,000 per tower. Wow. So that's some, that's some big, big numbers. So that's the reason, you know, Windular wanted to join us and and that's the reason we wanted to join Windular because we want to capture a lot of that market that we can. All right, John. So now it's time for our rapid fire segment here as we wrap up for some different but more interesting questions. Quick questions, quick answers. Are you ready? Yep, I'm ready. Your most exciting product? Um, most exciting product, I would say, uh, is, is, is this new uh, wind solar uh, tower, cell tower uh, technology. I think that's that's going to be a real home run. Your biggest anticipated anticipated challenge for Energynamic in the future? Biggest challenge is uh, getting people and getting the right people and to build out the the firm as we as we grow on all these different market segments. Biggest anticipated opportunity for Energynamic? Biggest opportunity, probably uh, West Africa. Uh, the, the technology, our technology to build houses uh, in, in West Africa, you know, is, we have the right technology uh, and the need there is, is off the charts. I mean, you're talking tens, tens of millions of, of houses between, you know, Ghana, Ivory Coast, you know, Burkina Faso, you know, Senegal, all these areas, the, uh, the need for homes, you know, and decent homes for people. You know, and not you know, and cost effective, uh, but to run off grid, 
um, you know, because the one problem, you know, especially over there, is there there isn't a lot of grid. So and the cost of the cost of power is 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 high. So that's 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 where the there's a huge huge potential which we've been of course working on over the last five years. In five years, speaking of five years, in five years from now, you see Energynamic where? Well, we see we see it as a as a global, definitely a global company. Um, you know, we are already getting orders from Australia um, through Windular, um, and I, I believe you know we'll be hitting you know many many market sectors uh, um, and have te tentacles into you know almost every uh, on every continent for sure. Your personal favorite thing about leading the company? Well, just the challenge, the challenge of, you know, daily uh, with all this, you know, new things coming up. But as, you know, as Jerry has said from Windular, you know, we, we provide solutions to companies. We're a solution provider. We have the technology. You tell us what you need. We can figure out a way using our technology to, to answer your problems. Well, John, thanks very much for your time today. We've learned a lot about how you're taking advantage of the clean tech industry with some, I have to say, really innovative products. I mean, I think reading about it on its own doesn't do it justice. Your, your explanations on, on just exactly how you can innovate, what you do, how you do it, and the scale as well of, of what you're doing is, um, is really something. So thanks for stopping by our yard. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you for, for having us. So everybody, we're going to link Energynamics website below in the description if you're curious for more. And until next time, thanks for watching Stockyards. Mm -hmm.